DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's time to welcome in Thane Marshall, Milford High School football coach, Bryson Barnes, high school coach. Coach, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing well. We wanted to have you on because it, there were a lot of great stories of the Rose Bowl, but one of them was the walk-on coming on and throwing the game-time touchdown pass and blowing everybody's mind. I think expectations were pretty low. And I'm curious... Where were you? What were you thinking as all of this played out? Did you go to the game? You're sitting home watching on TV. Set it up for us. Well, uh, my son, who's my offensive coordinator, and I were both sitting in my living room, and uh, we were we were pretty pretty excited when he got to go in, and and you know everybody else's expectations might have been pretty low, but when he went in the first series, we're like, let him throw the ball. He can do it. He can do it. We we knew once you know once he got in there. You could see it in his face on TV that there was no pressure at all on the kid. He's he, he has worked his whole life for this. We were surprised that he went in because he was not listed as the backup and we don't get to see practice anymore. Were you surprised? No, because we stay in pretty well in, in, in contact with him and and we kind of knew that he was taking kind of the he, – he was right with Cam all the time and, and him and Cam, I guess, are pretty good buddies. And uh, Cam's tutored him pretty well. And I'll tell you one thing about Bryson that a lot of people doesn't don't know about the kid is I would bet my ranch that he probably put him in more uh, study than, than anybody on the team. That, that's just the way the kid is. He, he was probably more prepared than, than any, any, any player on that football team that stepped out on that, that field. So That's I was just, just re- was. I was just reading a story about how expensive it is to raise an elite quarterback, and they went into all the people in Southern California who are, and there's more than a half dozen uh, the people down there who are providing tutoring, and they're all working with lots of kids. And it went into how uh, how expensive it was, how that priced a lot of people out, and. And it went into families that didn't live in the area and had a problem. There was a there was a family in Vegas, and how did they? How are they going to get elite coaching and all that? How does an elite quarterback grow up in a in a community that's got one A high school football? What what makes him this good? Where does he where does he get all this? He he went to a lot of the quarterback elite camps, but. But my son was the quarterback at SUU, and he played for Coach Aaron Roderick. Uh, was his coordinator, and I think it, I might I might be wrong, but I think Coach Sataki was there. They, he was there during the, the coach Gary Anderson time, and and my the, my offense coordinator Wes Marshall is is also a study you know of the game, a student of the game, and and they worked hand in hand with each other. Uh, my son worked at the jail here in Beaver, and at the time he's now a school teacher in Milford, but. He he would be working the graveyard shift, and him and him and Bryson would be on the phone, and 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 they talked football continually, and they they had watched film that 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 both be on their computers side by side, and you know they're not hardly any one A schools run the air raid system, but but we do, and Bryson stepped in the, the second game of his freshman year, and he went forty three and five as a starter in Milford High School, and and so I mean that's. That's pretty phenomenal for the smallest school in the state of Utah that plays football. 
What's his story as to how he ended up at Utah? Do you know? Well, he, you know, <laughs> the problem was is we couldn't get him recruited because we were one A football. That's what everybody kept saying. So his senior year, I went out and beat up the schedule. He he, we went out and beat Ogden. Come to our place, we beat them. They were a four A school. We're a one A school. And uh, we beat South Summit, which was the two-time defending state champion that year. And Bryson just – him and uh, Coach Scally, I believe, was the one that recruited him. And, and he'd go uh, – he went on visits up there. And and uh, he really fell in love with the school. And, and they they offered him a preferred walk-on. And he turned down a couple of scholarships to, to live out his dream to play at University of Utah. Where were the scholarship offers? Uh, SU come in late, you know, and uh, that they we we'd been toting them since because we're all alumnus of of SU, SUU, and and he, uh, you know, and we started toting him as an eighth grader to them, and they come in like December of after his senior year to offer him a scholarship, and we're like, you know, sorry. And, and they kind of got mad that he went to university on a walk-on and turned down their scholarship, but look who threw a touchdown pass in Rose Bowl. That'd be Bryson Barnes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the story has like become legendary, uh, raising what, 12,000 pigs. Now, I'm a city guy. What does that mean when you're raising 12,000 pigs? What's that about? Ooh. Well, we're the largest, I believe we're the largest hog, we've got the largest hog farm. I know we do in the United States, and it might be in the world, right here in our backyard. And that's, that's actually helped my program because it's been able, to, the young kids have been able to stay home and get a job here and raise their kids. So, so it's actually put a few more kids in our program. And, uh, but yeah, Bryson and his little brothers, and they, they get up and, and, if they don't have school there, they're at the pig barn with their mom, and their dad's a railroader, and he helps out at the farm. But but basically, it's their mom running the pig barn, and, and it's a nursery, so they have little baby pigs in there. They get to a certain certain uh, age, and then they put them into a finisher barn. But, uh, yeah, it's a great big barn, and they walk along, and I've, I've never been in one myself, but but uh, it's it's pretty phenomenal of what they do, and it, they, they work hard. So I was in uh, I was in 4-H in San Diego, <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't have any experience raising pigs, sheep, uh, and a little bit with dairy cattle. But that's a long story. This has gotten so corporate. I wasn't aware that kids would be working at a pig farm because now they're massive. This isn't people with you know mm-hmm. twenty animals in their backyard anymore. Right. So oh, yeah. so he's yeah. actually in the barn with the 12,000 pigs grinding away. I mean, I, I can't believe they're still feeding them, you know, with buckets of feed or whatever. I no, thought all it, that had moved along. What What is he really doing? It's, it's all automatic. The, yeah. the, they have conveyors that go in and feed them all. And and I'm not sure on the nurseries how they, they have to go in and, and see if there's any sick pigs or stuff like that and vaccinate them and, and, and things like that. They're, it's, they're, they're like there four, five, six hours a day and Walking in and out, making sure all the all the mechanical parts are working and everything like that. So it's it's pretty amazing. How many kids do you have on your football team? We have anywhere from thirty to thirty five every year. And that's enough. It, it's kind of yeah. We you know as long as we can have twenty two, 
you know, I'm I'm an old school football coach. We we scrimmage to the ground 45 minutes at least a day. Most of the time, it's an hour. I mean, I don't know how you teach a high school kid how to hit if you don't hit in practice. So, amen. Just you know, it's just the way it is. Thane Marshall joining us, Milford High School football coach. He coached Bryson Barnes in high school, and you're going to be you're going to be completely biased when I ask this question, but I still want your perspective. You obviously were rallying around him to get him into a college program, and he gets there and he throws the Rose Bowl touchdown, which is awesome. How many kids at your school, and how many kids across one A high schools, could get into a college program if people saw them and? Took, and I guess if, if college coaches had the time to see them and take them seriously and really know who they are, you know, there's 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 not a whole lot. There's not like you get up in the four A, five A, and six A classifications, and you don't have twenty. You know, you don't have eleven D one players on your team. But but every once in a while, we'll, we will get one or two that can actually go to the D one level. And we have a lot that I think that can play at the at the subdivisions, you know. But but you, you only get. I'll be right honest with you. Bryson has has worked harder than anybody, any player that I have ever coached in 31 years, and and he has has self made himself into where he's at. I mean, he. I was talking to one of his elementary teachers yesterday, and and he said when they went out to PE, the only game that that Bryson ever lost and. MPE was the one where the teacher played quarterback and then he cheated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and, and, and he was serious. And I got to tell you a story about when Bryson was eighth grade, he was one of my managers on my football team. And, and I had an old school defensive coordinator in there and he knows football. He's coached at the junior college level and, and, and in Southern California and stuff. And he was drawing this defense up for our offense coordinator. And he said, what do you think about this? And Bryson said, well, if you did that, I'd, I'd throw the ball right here. And the guy said, well, then I'd run this coverage. And Bryson said, well, then I'd throw it there. And the, the defense coordinator turned around and looked at him and he said, who the heck is this kid? And I said, well, he's all right. He's an eighth grader. He'll be our starting quarterback next year. And he said, get him out of my meeting. He actually <laughs> kicked him out of the meeting because he couldn't design a defense to stop the kid. Nice. And that's, that's an eighth grader. So obviously it's such a small town. You probably have intense relationships with a lot of the kids that you coach as you're watching that game and he throws the touchdown pass, was your reaction that of pretty much like he's your own son? Oh, yeah. You know, the sad part about it is is, is, is I'm surprised I've done this whole thing without crying because I'm still full of pride and, and the tears just every time somebody posts something, an article here or an article there, you know, my son and I reached up and we high-fived each other just like in in, in I jumped up and, and we had one of my uh, my son-in-law's friends from Germany was here and he thought we were all crazy. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> and we watched the next game and he turned to my wife and he says, "You know, this game's not near as exciting as the last game." Sure, yeah. <laughs> so we 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 raised the roof off our our house here in the, out in the country and you know I, I think the whole county of Beaver County was was the same way. I mean, he's he's a very well liked young man. I mean, he's. He's a great football player, but he's even a, a greater person off the field. 
You know, there have been plenty of fans wondering what could have been done differently to win the game. You know, should they have gone for two? Should Kyle have used timeouts? Should they have onsides the kick or maybe let him score to get the ball back? And there's plenty of people wondering about, well, what about the third quarter? If they'd scored there, maybe then it would have been different down the stretch. And I'm thinking that you think they probably should have just thrown the ball on second and 17 his first snap. Because he came in on second and 17, they ran it twice and punted, and it was the next drive when he really started to look good. So they should have just taken Ohio State, just shocked him by coming in and throwing on one of those first two, <laughs> first two plays. That's what you would have done? Well, who am I to, to uh, question Coach Whittingham and Coach Ludwig? But, you know, I, I would have my, – my deal either on second down or third down, I would have let the kid pull the ball and run around the end and maybe not throw it that early, but, but at least – because everybody knew that they were going to Thomas. And I would have – and the kid showed – I mean, Bryson's got great legs. He led us on a drive when he was a, a senior. We were we were down one point and, uh, against Millard in the semifinals with a minute 12 to go with no timeouts. And we had the ball on the eight-yard line, our, our own eight-yard line. We had to go 92 yards. And he did most of it on his, with his legs. And scored with nine seconds to go through the same through the same pass as he threw the other night in the Rose Bowl. Well, he did let him pull it once, and uh, and he ran for a big first down. So maybe yeah. maybe yeah. you're onto something. So you well, know that's that, that he he we ran the spread offense, and he probably had I think he was our second leading rusher every year. So I mean he he's very capable of it. Well, thank you. Congratulations on uh, all the success down there at Milford. You've won a lot of games down there, and uh, you've had some pretty good teams, and, and now you've had a Rose Bowl moment on top of it. So congratulations, <laughs> and thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Thank you for the opportunity. It's great. You know, I, I, it's, it's always great to be able to talk about one of your favorite kids. Dane Marshall, Milford High School football coach, Coach Bryson Barnes, and, uh, and got the Rose Bowl moment, all the excitement. Yeah, I would expect uh, here in the next couple hours to see Rising put his name in the transfer portal. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's what we love about sports. This kid out of nowhere and all that stuff. And the pig farm has become legendary in the last 48 hours or so, 72 hours. And and it's just fun. I mean, count me out. But I'm going to count myself out. And I'm going to do whatever I can. And that's obviously he was a a prodigy at that level. Nobody had any idea. Certainly I didn't. I didn't even know he was going to come in. Uh, And that was a surprise to me. And then to to have him have success is just, it's an an incredible story. And who doesn't like, every, every one of us likes incredible stories. Let's see what happens going forward here too. You know, it's one of the reasons why maybe, I don't know this, but that big hot shot out of Southern California left. Figuring out, I can't beat this kid out. My um, wife's exact question to me when he came into that game, because they said he's from Milford, Utah. I was like, where's Milford, Utah? <laughs> I said, go to Beaver, drive west. Yeah, and many times I've gone to Beaver and driven west. You have not. I've been through that town. I told you that one, one time. It was uh, the I-15 that was in uh, Cedar. And the the rain was coming. I mean, you could see the the, the water That's when they had the, was coming they, down. They had the flash floods. Yeah, and you could yeah. see it. It was coming down on the highway. And I was on I-15, and I had to go across. I had to make a decision in instant to cross the median, get over, get out, and then they wouldn't let you back. We, we waited for like 45 minutes and couldn't get back on I-15. So we went from Cedar someplace west, and we <laughs> ended up going through this town. And then we caught I-15 
a little bit north of Beaver as you're first coming in. So I did drive through that place that one time. It was, uh, I think it was, it was in the spring maybe, maybe summer, uh, when they had that that flood come I down. I it was in the spring because yeah. I remember you coming up back and saying, hey, look at this. Yeah, it was, it was outrageous to see that. Obviously, this water come running and you see where it's going. It's going to go right on the freeway where you are. And who knows what's going to happen then. So we got out of there and to go through that community, you got a taste for just how small it is. And it's a phenomenal story, man. We all love that story. And this is one of the more phenomenal ones. And then he had success. I don't blame Ludwig for basically taking the air out of the ball. That was the right thing to do at the time. Because you don't know. You can see what he can do in practice and whatnot, but he's never but played. But you don't know in, about nerves in a game. Yeah, he's never you played just, in anything that's mattered. He'd been in two games in the regular season, but it was mop-up duty, obviously. Yeah. And then One of them had been Weber. Yeah, 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 it was. It was. Yeah. And to see what he can do in that situation. Yeah, the Weber and then the uh, it was the first game and the last game, Colorado. And he, he did some stuff there a little bit. <clears throat> and to have him have this opportunity, maybe he could have. And it's too bad that it couldn't have gone into overtime. Because then obviously you're gonna you at that point you're playing to win the game. And what could he have done? It is this close away from being it was an incredible story, but this close away from being even more incredible. And 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 the players lift him off the Put him on his shoulders, and the crowd chants, "Bryson, Bryson, yeah, I Bryson." Got it. I got it. <laughs> Rudy, you've seen the movie, people. You'll recall the scene. Hit it up on YouTube. <laughs> and they they flash to his father. This is the greatest sight these eyes have ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. For a guy who doesn't like the movies, you can quote him. Well, it's Rudy. <laughs> it is Rudy. You got me there. <laughs> Everybody knows Rudy. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Jazz went in New Orleans. We're talking with Ben Anderson coming up at 9 o'clock. The Pac-12 commissioner is throwing down the gauntlet. He's going public. Feel like he's challenging the university presidents and ADs here? Don't I, put it all on me in the conference office. Yeah. I'm going to do my part. I know what my part is. The media deal's got to change. You know what? It seems to me that he was commissioned to do this. It's, this reminds me of Bronco Mendenhall. They told him, we can't have any of this other stuff that we had, and this is a mockery of our religion, and it reflects poorly, so we need to put this out there. And then Bronco decides to be a preacher in addition to a football coach. I know he took a lot of heat, but that's what he was but charged you know where to it, do. you know where it came from. You can yeah, trace yeah, it yeah, back. Yes. We'll get yes. into that next. DJ and PK. Because a lot of things you demanded in the 7 o'clock hour, I think those conversations have already happened. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.